Welcome to the Kula podcast. I'm Stephanie Zira, Chief of Everything at Kula, and in this podcast series, I will speak with inspiring, passionate and skilled Kulas about thriving in your work, business and personal life. Kula is the network community that inspires you to live and give your full potential. By connecting people with shared values and different perspectives, including entrepreneurs, corporate professionals, creatives and freelancers, we aim to connect worlds. Want to become part of the community or become a partner? Feel free to reach out anytime. Contact me at stephanie at kulasociety.com or go to the website kulasociety.com to find out more. Today's guest is Lawrence van Nuess, uh, the founder of Magnet Me. Uh, maybe you know it. Um, Magnet Me is based both in the Netherlands and in the UK. And um, outside of uh, being one of the founders, he also helps uh, other startups with uh, the Think Forward initiatives. Uh, and uh, he is not shy to take the stage. Well, maybe he's not shy at all, but you'll find that find out in the, in the podcast interview. And uh, so, yeah, he often does uh, public speaking where he speaks on work culture, entrepreneurship and uh, product development. And um, I think during this uh, podcast interview, we, we, we might find out about some secret hobbies. I sort of overheard some things on uh, being a pro soccer player and uh, a comedian. And This is and, not uh, what we agreed upon. <laughs> and uh, some yeah. painter, painting as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, we, we all might, uh, we might discover a bit uh, on that. But before uh, we dive into that, uh, well, welcome, Lawrence. Yeah, great to be here. Um, Thank you very much. How did you start your career? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's I think, a nice uh, question to set the tone. Uh, I uh, actually never really had a very uh, conscious moment where I started my career because I was in a university and I did uh, physics in Delft together with Freek, one of my co-founders, and he had started already working on Magnet Me. Uh, back in the day and he asked me for some feedback and that's how I got involved and at the end of the day after a couple of months I, I joined them as as a co-founder uh, so yeah that was the start of my career back in 2012 uh, yeah that, that was it so eight years ago and at first it was something that I did next to my studies so I, I went to still or I pretended to study uh, next to Meg and me but at the, at the end of the day it wasn't manageable to do both at the same time so uh, after a while I just said okay full focus on Meg and me so that was the start of my career um, and I, I've and the I, end of and, and, and the, the end of, of studying studies, studying yeah Definitely, and so I, I've never really thought of myself, I think, as, of, as having a career. But of course, I do have one. <laughs> but it's it's been making me from the start, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun. Okay, and and what are you currently doing for them, or um, what what are your roles within the three co-foundership? Yeah, so first maybe it's good to tell your audience a bit about what Magnet Me is if they don't really know. So it's it's uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's it's an online platform for for uh, students and graduates on the one hand side and and young professionals looking for a job and employers on the other side. And it basically works as a sort of Airbnb meets uh, Tinder. 
but then for jobs. So we have our own photographers and videographers that capture company cultures uh, because we thought it was pretty outdated that in our industry, everything is text-based. So a job description is fully text-based. Whereas on Airbnb, you can actually see the, the room that you'll rent or the same goes for hotels or now with food delivery, you'll see what you'll have on your plate. So that's what we also wanted to do. Uh, and uh, the same goes for Tinder, by the way. You can also see with whom you'll be having a drink or breakfast, if you're lucky. Um, depends, of course, on what you want to get, get out of it. But, um, and we have actually have a similar interface to Tinder as well. So you can like and ignore jobs, which is pretty cool because then you have a very low barrier to interact with recruiters and uh, communication is very warm. And we can also learn from your behavior. So we have our own uh, uh, data scientist working on, on uh, making your matches better as you use the product. So uh, that's making me in a nutshell. Now my role, because that was your question. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're with, uh, together with Finn and Freek, we are uh, running the place, but we are with 25 in total and it's really a flat uh, organization so we do a lot of stuff together uh, I mainly focus on our strategy uh, product and uh, and which is very intertwined and uh, also the the more softer sides of running the company so the HR stuff and stuff like that but it's it's really something that we do together okay yeah sounds interesting yeah uh, well I already heard about the company before but um, well I'm curious to uh, see what, what other stuff we can learn from you uh, so apart from getting to know what you do uh, I'm always intrigued to figure out what actually drives you uh, so I'll start with a set of questions to get to know you a bit better and um, uh, so one of the question is uh, if you could share one thing about yourself with the world what would it be um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm such a multi-dimensional person, so it's very hard to, to do. No, that's I. I think I'm extremely. I'm, I'm extremely curious, and I'm extremely lucky. I think the, these two things. If I think of uh, where am I, where am I, where I am at at the moment, uh, and that that also has to ties in with the work I, that I do. And I, I've at Bankinby, I did sales and marketing in the beginning, and you made some jokes about all my hobbies. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm just quickly bored, but I'm really a generalist. So I like I, I I taught myself to play piano a bit and do some singing, and I played football when I was younger, which I loved, and now try to teach myself golf and I do fitness and uh, I, I try to teach my or I do some paint. I did some painting. I haven't touched uh, a pencil or uh, in, in in years. Uh, but I'd like to do that again. So I, I'm really curious and the same goes uh, to my work. I try to improve myself on a continuous basis. Uh, and I'm just extremely lucky with where, where I was born, who my parents are, uh, uh, basically the problems that I have in life. Although, and, and a lot of people I think share that with me in the Netherlands, you're, yeah, I'm just extremely lucky. And, and that's also something that I uh, try to remind myself of. Uh, yeah on a regular basis as well. I read a, a, a study once that they basically taught people uh, about uh, lucky people. They taught how they become lucky to mm. unlucky people. And the unlucky people also became lucky. Oh, that's very interesting. I, yeah. I might have read that as well. Does it have to do with, with, with uh, just having an open mind and being yeah. saying yes more? Curious and and curi yeah, I, yeah, I think that's that's... Yeah, I, I think that's my mentality. Yeah. So that's how I roll in all kinds of different 
stuff like maybe that's how I ended up doing a podcast here today yeah <laughs> uh, as well yeah you're lucky that you're here I, I'm super lucky <laughs> you're the yeah. fourth person so yeah lucky. damn that, that's an honor I, I didn't make the podium <laughs> number four it, no no medal yeah. but still I'm okay that's I'm happy with that but um, no and I, 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 I also mean lucky in a sense that or maybe it's it's, it's lucky. It's not, I, I think I, I feel maybe privileged is the word. Like I think we're we're just extremely. Or, or me, let's if, if I focus on myself, um, a lot of stuff that I've been able to accomplish. Uh, it's uh, it's due to uh, the circumstances in which I was born and raised and genes. A lot of stuff that I have no control over. So I that I try to be humble when I achieve stuff, and I also don't try to not to be too hard on myself if I don't, because it's yeah the other side of the same coin. That's mm-hmm. also then unlucky. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you think um, that already that insight already was within you before you started Magnetme, or do you think Magnetme has like brought that up? by generating jobs for people that um, cannot find jobs easily or are not used to find jobs and find a good income? Do you think that's tied together? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a big part of, of uh, my motivation. I think I speak for more at Meng than me that uh, we really want to create equal opportunity for everybody who joins uh, the platform. And it shouldn't, you shouldn't be dependent on having uh, a strong network of people at, at companies that, you, that, that already work there, whom you've n- known for ages. Or uh, So in, in that sense, we really want to create a level playing field for everybody, uh, regardless of your uh, background. And the same goes for, for companies, actually, because especially in Delft, you always saw the bigger firms with the bigger budgets. Uh, but how cool is it that there are startups around the corner making amazing cool stuff in, in Delft, for instance, we have Yes Delft, it's, a, it's an incubator for startups, but I didn't know any of the startups there. So that's really also part of our mission to, to make it easier for also for smaller companies, but companies of all sizes uh, to, to hire the talent that they need. Mm. Yeah, so it's de- definitely a thing. But I can maybe elaborate on that for a second is, is, is that um, I think what I always had in my character was just going for, for stuff and being curious and, and I think that's how I rolled into Meg than Me because I met I was friends with Freg and I gave him some feedback and I thought hey this might be actually kind of cool so I gave him a lot of feedback <laughs> and then he said yeah, maybe we can keep that guy around I think that's how it went in initially so that's part of that um, but later on, I uh, became more conscious of, of being lucky more in general, uh, uh, f- f- not by my own doing, but just, yeah, circumstances, basically. Yeah. And um, looking back, like what uh, talents have brought you to where you are now or what you've achieved so far in your life? And I guess the measure of success yeah. can be defined by you as well <laughs> uh, yeah well uh, let's not dive into whether I'm successful or not but uh, but you, the measure wh- of success you exa- can decide <laughs> yeah exactly I'll leave that to the listener um, but I, I well, think for, maybe first de- define like what, oh, is, what is oh sorry okay, yeah, what is what is success for me yeah well that's a very good question actually um for me, I think it really depends on the person uh, because I, at the end of the day, I think you want to be happy in your life and uh, you should t- 
try to figure out what makes you happy on, in the long term and the short term and, and go for that. So I think that really depends on the person. For me, I like to have a positive impact. I like to have projects that I um, derive energy from, from because I think they can have impact and because I find them challenging. And, and uh, so for me personally, I really like to solve uh, or, or find uh, solutions to problems that matter and make the world a better place. So that's the professional part of, of things. And on the other side, so on the other hand, I'm extremely uh, happy and, um, and I, th I think success also, also really means that you have a happy personal life. And I think combining the two is very important. Uh, so with my girlfriend, uh, friends, family, etc. So I, I consider myself to be extremely happy and, and lucky and successful in that sense. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And what do you think, like what talents have brought you to this point? Yeah, um, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think, well, curiosity again is one thing. Uh, being able to work hard uh, and being tenacious, I think it's uh, that's important as well because it, it su success, whatever, however you define it, it doesn't tend to happen overnight. Uh, so we've been at edit at Magnum for eight years now and we still have quite big challenges but we're, we're we are really getting there and we have grown in the over the the years so um i think these two are most important being curious and, and tenacious and i think i'm also lucky that i have a functioning brain <laughs> and uh i have humor i think i don't take myself too seriously so i hope that i'm kind of fun to hang out with uh no, I need to see it. Yeah, this is the moment for you to come in, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think I can. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, and these are all, of course, uh, uh, functions of my genes and my upbringing. So, I, I, yeah. And um, uh, so you've been at Magnet Me for eight years now, and... Um, I thought it was quite interesting that um, you are with uh, two other co-founders. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would love to hear a bit more about how that goes. Like, how can you have such a marriage of eight years through like all different difficult periods and, and maybe uh, good periods as well? But um, like, how, how, did, how have you experienced that? Well, that's actually quite interesting. I think marriage is, isn't a very <laughs> wrong way of putting it because... Um, I'm actually so we're partners. Uh, like I think uh, yeah, registered registered partners. So actually, this summer I'm, I'm registering my partnership with my girlfriend, but she'll <laughs> she'll be the third in my life basically because I already have two. Um, and uh, in, initially, I think when we started making me and I, 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 Finn and Freek were already friends. Freek and I were already friends, uh, especially in the beginning. Uh, Finn and I quickly became friends as well and. Um, it was serious from the get-go it felt very serious but maybe it wasn't that serious uh, looking back so initially it was more of a friends kind of thing but uh, with friends if you have a big disagreement then normally you should say okay let's agree to disagree order another beer and get on with it 
But at a company, or if it's your company, it's your livelihood. If you want to grow it into something big, uh, then you ha- have to hash it out. You can't compromise on them because then probably your solution sucks. So you need to go for the right solution. And that means that from time to time, you'll disagree, you'll, you'll have fights, it'll, it will be tough. Uh, mm-hmm. But as in a marriage, you need to stick together and get through it. And I'm extremely lucky uh, in, in, uh, with, with Finn and Freek that they are uh, definitely as, if not more tenacious as I am. So I know that at the end of the day, we can say a lot to each other, but uh, we will stick, uh, keep at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's regardless of other talents that, that we, we have. And uh, uh, I think that's extremely important to, to have as, as a team of, of founders that you are, are in it for the long run, that you can um, um, survive a, a negative experience because we've, we've had a, a couple. Um, so yeah, that's, that's maybe the most important part of, of uh, and, it, and it's extremely fun and interesting. Uh, to have uh, the, to work together with them, yeah. and and so um, so I think yeah, trust like from the beginning and like saying that out loud that you're in it for the long run. Um, I think that shows the commitment and then gives you trust to be who you are and, and show that maybe the best of yourself as well within the company. And what what lessons have you had for yourself where you maybe? We're like, okay, I have to let certain things go, or um, like, do do you feel like you have like certain lessons that you could? Yeah, look, looking back now. You yeah, share. on on the uh, working when working together with my co-founders, yeah. you mean? Well, I I think what's important, especially if you start as we did from university, that uh, and and we basically did everything by ourselves in the beginning. We were kind of arrogant or very arrogant we thought that we could just figure everything out by just giving it some good old common sense five minutes of thinking and then we we had the right answer but sometimes you really need to do a bit more research so we actually had to grow up while running Mac and me and I think we did grow up and we are in a much better place because of it uh, but that was uh, sometimes a challenge challenging ride to to get there together and at, at different moments in time we have had to coach each other help each other and uh, so, sometimes these were tough conversations about culture and uh, at some point that was a very big moment for us i think is is uh, three years in more or less is when we decided to uh, work on core values and we didn't do so because we wanted to be some some uh, corporate who ha- that has core values and, and because we wanted to describe our perfect culture now we actually did it to fix our culture uh, because we as i just stated we were kind of arrogant and we had to it we would never have been successful and uh, uh, if we had continued on that path so, was it also when you started hiring other people and, and so we already had already a couple hired. of uh, i can hire we had already hired a couple of people mm-hmm. um uh, but our product wasn't really working and it wasn't scalable and we we didn't really have a good enough understanding of our customers and why our why our solution was the right one actually mm-hmm. and we were also in doubt of whether it was the, the right one in the first place so that's a big existential <laughs> crisis that we had and uh, do, you, do you think that's yeah. something after three years for for a lot of entrepreneurs or is that for you, was I, I, I'm, for I'm, you? I'm completely sure that a lot of companies go through these stages uh, like so, 
I think the, the the companies that have the exact right idea from the get go and 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 the execution these are probably uh, exceptions to the rules, and especially if you just uh, you're just you just started from university, that's a tough one. I think mm-hmm. uh, we didn't nail it, but <laughs> at least so. Um, but it, it was a very, I think this was one of the most uh, f- forming periods of my life. Uh, and I've learned most, uh, or I, it has really formed me and really told me to speak out at that moment. Because I, w- I had just started running the product team. At first I did sales and, and even marketing together. Uh, but we had a lot of circumstances that led to that place. Uh, we had... Uh, started making me working together with an external software development partner and they were kind of shitty actually so we had to move away from them rebuild magnet me entirely with our own software developers that we had hired ourselves and there was no room for innovation and questioning what we were doing at all we just had to copy paste the old thing and we had a lawsuit with these guys and we ended up uh winning i think and 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 getting over it and uh, so that but these are all very uh, uh, scary moments and only after that had passed did we have room to reconsider what we were actually doing and now we we have we had then built our uh, our thing ourselves again so we had our own developers who were able who were like ready okay what should we build and we didn't really have a good answer and we didn't really have a good understanding of what we were doing actually did you ever uh, have a moment that you thought, okay, maybe, maybe we should quit? Well, and that's, I think, the cool thing about Freek and Finn. Is, and I think that's also something that I have. Uh, we have had our moments of worry, but I think quitting wasn't really in the book. <laughs> so I, I don't think that really was an option. So uh, we got together, uh, we, we talked it through, and we worked it out. And uh, I, I think that's one of the things that uh, we can re- be really proud of at Me that we got through that rough patch. And now we have a much better understanding of where we want to go and uh, how we want to work and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So actually, w- the first thing we did was fix our culture. Yeah. And then we started working on our product. Whereas it was very, very hard to, to be disciplined enough to do so because we, you, if, if you don't have a functioning product, you, that's the first thing why you want to do. Why was that chosen like that? Or why did you choose that? Um, because if you don't, because we weren't working in the right way, I think to ever uh, come uh, land on the right answer. And one of the things that I find very inspiring or cool when it comes to a larger corporate that has been around for more than 100 years is that they have developed a culture where they can uh, discover the right problem to work on and the right solution for years and years and years and years and years on end. And that is, and that is because they have the right culture. And they train the, their people in the right way. And, 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 and uh, I think that if we had continued in the old way, we would never have landed on the right answer. Uh, so we had to change how we worked first. And only after that were we able to, to come up with the answer. And did you, um, is that a process that you did internally? Or did you, um, well, did you get other people from outside to, well, to help you with that? Yeah, I, I, we did most of it internally but i did speak to a lot of people um just i'm lucky again to have friends at a lot a lot of different places so a tragedy consultants or 
uh, people who coach other people and uh, so uh, I spoke to a lot of people and, and asked them for tips and advice and that's how we landed on like a process of setting goals uh, these core values uh, defining how we want to work uh, and uh, subsequently on, on, on diving into strategy and product development and stuff like that and in your life like have you surrounded yourself with friends who are maybe also entrepreneurs or is that like is that often the topic of conversation with friends or? Um, well, I think I have, I have um, most of my friends, I think I'd say are pretty ambitious. So not all of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them are, but most of them are pretty ambitious. I think that's that's the case. Uh, and, and some in, in their own fields or in different, they want to walk different paths in life. That, that's that, But they're all pretty passionate, ambitious people, I think, in a sense. But... I also like my friends with whom I can just Netflix and chill <laughs> or have a beer. So it's it's a diverse group of people, I think. Well, maybe you have some advice for your younger self. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, um, I I would have been a bit less hard on myself, I think, because I... Um, uh, I, I am kind of an ambitious person. I think I want to get results and I want to be good at what I do. And if I if I don't succeed, then I get very uh, uh, annoyed with myself. So I mentioned, for instance, that I'm trying to learn how to golf. Well, that goes with its ups and downs, and uh, that's very challenging. I think I have the the worst character for golf because you need to be at ease and relaxed and. Don't get into your head when you hit a bad <laughs> shot and then focus on a tiny, annoying little ball again. And that's why I wanted to play mini golf. Yeah, that's why I wanted to play mini golf. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... Um, and uh, I, I, I have improved on that part. Like it, it, and it, it, has, it comes from the same place as understanding that you're lucky. It's also that you have to deal with sometimes you're just not that good at stuff or sometimes it will come later or... Let it go. <laughs> I've never watched uh, that movie with the song "Let It Go," but I think that that uh, should could, can that sometimes can, be should my be your motto. Yeah, yeah, exactly, my theme song. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that's actually quite interesting that you link um, sports to work and like um, your your mindset at work as well. Like, do you have more like parallels where you? Or you can say like, okay, this is something that I do as a hobby or for fun that really affects the way I am at work or the way I think. Yeah, I, I think I do. I, I, I fitness a lot. So a couple of times a week just to get my mind off of work. And I think especially now that we're all working from home and behind our screens the entire day. Yeah, that can be extremely tiring. And uh, so you need to get away from that screen. And for me, working out and just not thinking of anything, that really helps me to to, to relax. And uh, by the way, a, a, a cool thing for your listeners, the thing that I mentioned a couple of times now about being lucky and just accepting who you are and stuff like that, that actually comes from a philosopher, Sam Harris. And I really love his podcast. Uh, I don't know if you know it as well, but... Uh, shout out to all the podcast listeners who also listen to Sam Harris I think he has over a million people listening to his podcast but um, and, and that is really just accepting that we are who we are uh, and, and mainly just a bunch of genes and, and some like a combination of a geno genotype and a phenotype and that's it and uh, everything is more or less pretty much determined 
Uh, so you don't really need to make uh, too much of a fuss out of it. And that also goes for people around you. So we're all monkeys in a sense. That's basically how I explain it. We're all monkeys. And that means if you meet a monkey who's not very nice to you, you're just, you can just think, oh, that's a monkey. And sometimes monkeys are not very nice. I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> and if you feel at, for instance, golf, as, as you do, as I do uh, on, a, on many occasions, then, okay, I'm just a monkey who's not that good at golf. <laughs> but I still have a very nice life and I'll get a beer in a couple of rounds. Okay, yeah. so the monkey is your spirit animal. That's my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I try to channel my inner monkey at, at many occasions. Actually thinking of this again, I think, oh, damn it, I forgot about my, my, my monkey uh, uh, analogy. <laughs> so um, uh, you spoke about work culture and uh, you also said in the beginning that um, uh, you've learned a thing or two on that and how that basically shifted your, your product as well. Um, and you have re- you told me earlier that you've recently done a study on that as well uh, within your team. But is there something that you would want to share with our listeners on that? Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I think I can share some, some insights. So um, I think this, everybody will recognize this. We, we, uh, from the one day to the uh, next, everybody had to work from home. And we had always been somewhat of a digitally or, uh, oriented company. So everybody could already work from home if they wanted. Everything that we do is online. So it wasn't a very hard move for us. And initially it was just like a vacation, I think. And then you had to really get uh, adjusted to it, used to it. And the, the weeks thereafter, it was a bit annoying because uh, yeah, it wasn't you were behind your screen all day and uh, children were still at home. If that was the case, uh, you saw your spouse or partner every day maybe in the same room yeah to get used to that um, and then at some point it became the routine so after a couple of weeks i think two three months in we decided to ask um, magneteers as we call our uh, uh, <laughs> co-workers uh, what they thought of the entire situation and uh, i think the insights were uh, pretty interesting and pretty cool so on average, uh, people want to work from home and our, our, the age group at Bank and Me is between so with only 25 people. So take the results with a grain of salt. Uh, but and, and the, the, the oldest is uh, 35. Um, so uh, we're a young bunch, but um, the, on average, people wanted to work from home for at least two days a week. And as people got a little bit older, this was three days a week. And I, had a, I, had, I hadn't expected that, actually. I thought it would have been a bit lower. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty significant. And every one of us wanted to work at, from home for at least one day a week. Mm-hmm. And we had already seen that people were just as productive. And uh, on average, people rated themselves as more productive than, we, than they had been. So there are some other stuff that we can dive into. But... Uh, uh, overall, this was pretty much of an eye-opener for me and for us. Like, hey, we have been going to the office like like uh, uh, cows waiting to be milked from 9 to 5 um, for ages without thinking about it. That, that's just how, how it rolls. That's just how it goes. Uh, so this was an eye-opener for me. For, and for, well, what else can we do to make life more fun and more productive? And which balances should we strike differently? Uh, so yeah, that was pretty insightful. Yeah, very interesting. We also had a session with Gula yeah. uh, on Never Waste a Good Crisis, and then you facilitated the business edition. Uh, so we had a bit of an open discussion on that and 
like what is changing in the world and how does the future of work look like and um, maybe uh, as a facilitator you'd like to share some insights from that uh, session yeah uh, definitely what I, th- I thought was really cool and maybe inspiring and also cool for for uh, listeners to know is that I think on average people at Kula are a bit more uh, positive <laughs> and, and open-minded and everybody was really, really seeing opportunities rather than difficulties where yeah. I think on average it's, it's a bit more uh, um, well, realistic maybe even I'd say or, or uh, um, pessimistic maybe. Uh, so for instance, when the, one of the questions that we talked about, like should you now still move to another job or should you stay in your job because you're, you should be lucky to even have a job right now? And everybody kind of agreed without any discussion yeah. <laughs> that, oh, no, you shouldn't settle. <laughs> There's a new job out there for you. Just go for it. So I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's quite ballsy to do that and to take that risk. Yeah. But then if you do it from trust and you know your value, uh, your worth, um, and you're clever enough to figure out where there's some like interesting maybe industries we discussed like obviously e-commerce and like food delivery and there's so many opportunities arising for certain other companies yeah and um, I thought during corona as well it was like oh yeah of course like a company that does this in this service of course they're doing really well now yeah and, yeah. and then there were other companies that I was like oh yeah of course that affects them <laughs> Uh, I thought that was actually quite interesting. Yeah, it, it, what I think is cool to see, and this is also an insight that I, I didn't think of myself, but uh, this is uh, from Professor Scott Galloway, and he was also the guy who wrote an article about WeWork, and then their entire uh, stock uh, sank completely. So he has a podcast named Pivot, which is pretty cool. And his, his, his assessment of the situation is that trends that were already happening and that would probably, uh, stuff that you would, see, would expect to see in 10 years time are now happening in like six months to a year. And wow. that's basically what we see in a lot of different areas. So when you look at food delivery, for instance, it's something that already happened. We all are ordered stuff from time to time, or many people did already from time to time. But now it's just something that you do on a weekly basis or far more often. Same goes with uh, grocery, groceries being delivered at home. Yeah. Um, and there are many different, different parts of our uh, economy that are moving in that direction or should move there. So that's also a question for people if you want to go into entrepreneurship. I think this is a very interesting moment to do so. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff that's that's ripe for change right now. So what do you think is changing uh, after Corona? Yeah, that's and a- for maybe maybe apply it to just work or, or like businesses and, and the way of working, yeah, and work culture, etc. Okay, okay, cool. That, so that's a bit more specific. Yeah, more specific because <laughs> because otherwise I, I, we could also talk about what we want to see change. So that's also interesting. We can also if, do that next, maybe. Let's do that next. Uh, in, in work and work culture, and it's again what I hope to that we see change is that there will be a more normal. Um, uh, balance when it comes to work and and private life and that people have now seen and understood that you can also do so from home you don't need to be at the office like a cow uh, for for nine hours to be milked and then go home or a monkey or a monkey (laughs) exactly Uh, but you'll always be a monkey wherever you are Uh, (laughs) but uh, 
uh, I, I hope that we, um, uh, and what I also think is very cool is that you people you can treat your employees as grown-ups if, because I think there was some distrust. And that's what a main, a big reason probably for a lot of companies that didn't make this move sooner. Maybe also when it comes to, when I speak for Magnum Me as well, you think, yeah, when you work from home, you start doing the dishes or doing a, a cleaning and stuff like that. Uh, whereas we see now that that's just not the case. So you can really treat people as grown-ups and they can work from whenever and wherever you want uh, and be productive and you just need to be smart about it. So sometimes you want to go to the office just for cultural or so reasons or social engagements or some types of discussion may be better to have face-to-face, but it can be a lot more flexible. And that's something that I really, really hope. So that's why I also say like, okay, that's something that I want. So what do I, this is also a time I think for people to think about what could happen but also what you want to want to have happen and push for it so if you are at a company and you want this to be uh, uh, the new normal whatever you call it or the new way of working then push for it tell your manager tell everybody <laughs> and then chances just increase that it will happen and so that's also for me i've really taken it upon myself to push for stuff that i want to have happen well we discussed earlier a bit on that like your colleagues becoming your friends and then now you are actually working from home and and you have like different a different um relationship with your colleagues as well like how have you experienced that yeah that's that's also interesting because especially the past couple of months we have been completely remote and i've only seen my colleagues in person for on a couple of occasions um uh, whereas before that you saw them on a daily basis and you didn't really have that much time to interact with your friends. Now for me specifically, I live in Amsterdam, but I went to Rotterdam uh, every day by, by car. Uh, so that's uh, uh, a lot of time that I now have uh, on my hands again. So actually I see my, 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 my friends outside of work that I've met outside of work more often now than I could before. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, I think my uh, interactions with, with uh, colleagues have been a bit more professional. Uh, but still, I, we really try to, because that's extremely important to, in, in that sense, where you still remain a family uh, because you, you have a, a goal in mind together and you want to have a happy life together. I think it's extremely important that everyone at Megami is happy. We've never had so, anyone with a burnout and, and knock on wood. That's definitely something that we want to <laughs> keep uh, doing well in the future as well. So I think the balance has moved uh, slightly but it's important that you stay on top of it as well. And do you feel, so that was maybe for you, but also like, do you, I mean, we discussed that, that yeah. in the uh, Never Waste a Good Crisis session, there were some people that said, hey, I actually want my colleagues to be friends. And then I heard other people saying like, no, I, I, I actually prefer it like that because if you need to make hard decisions, um, then it's actually easier to to really be honest. And if they're friends, it's all getting yeah, a bit yeah, blurred yeah. and it's like much more difficult to, to raise certain topics. Or Yeah, I, I find that actually a, a, a tough one. Also, it comes down to what is your definition of friend? Mm-hmm. Um, is that somebody, someone that you never have a strong conversation with or should you be able to have a strong conversation with a friend? I think it's tough. I, I, I think in general, I, I do keep some distance with my colleagues, 
but I really want them to know that I'm also there for them if they need me, even if it's a personal issue, because, well, that's also important uh, if they want to be happy at work, that their personal life is so I, I keep my distance, but it's and it's something yeah, we already discussed uh, discussed when we were talking about co-founders. It's a tough balancing act sometimes yeah. because you are friends. Uh, Finn and I spoke at Freek's wedding, but uh, a couple of weeks later, we might uh, tell Freek or he may tell me like you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, but yeah, you should be able to uh, to keep those two separated. And I think it's easier if you have a more professional relationship. Definitely. So yeah. I can un- really understand what 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 was said then, like having that that yeah. that difference there. As, lo- as long as you still show, I think, that you care for each other. I think that's important. Yeah. And do you feel like within one organization, should it be either or? Like, should it be like one culture or like one organization saying like, hey, we all prefer the way that it's a bit more professional or a bit more... I, I think for, for us, I, I, I think uh, people can be the judge of it themselves. Like some people really, uh, they, they have uh, tons of friends uh, and other people keep their distance and I'm fine with that. I think they, yeah, they should. As long as... Organic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that means that if you if you make friends at the office, sometimes it, it might be a bit more hard to have a tough conversation, but a lot of people, they manage, I think. Yeah. It's, it's not one of the biggest problems that I have uh, encountered. So what are yeah. the biggest problems that you have encountered? I'm quite so curious to hear that. So, so our biggest challenges right now, um, well, f- okay, but, but for, us, for us, we are in the uh, staffing industry or in a recruitment space, job search. So there's a lot of stuff happening right now. So um, uh, many companies have cut their budgets mm-hmm. uh, or have uh, reduced their budgets or have stopped hi- hiring com- completely. And we make money from, from companies who... Uh, spend money on additional reach on the platform basically mm-hmm. if they purchase a subscription uh, so we have seen a, a drop in in revenue so that's a very very big challenge of course but we ha- we see some very cool things happening actually so one of the things that we uh, have been working on more is helping companies out with employer branding solutions so there are quite some companies out there not hiring right now but they want to stay top of mind for for job seekers mm-hmm. so that's something that we're working on uh, we have recently organized our first Megami digital career event, which was kind of cool. Uh, uh, and uh, we had some very cool speakers, very interesting companies. Uh, and that was also a pretty cool. Uh, we'll do a press release about it, but I think that will be after the, uh, the <laughs> launching this, this podcast. So I think I can share it here as well, is that the uh, majority of people preferred an online event or at least our online, online event to the, to the real life offline oh, wow. event. So that was pretty cool. We had more than 400 uh, job seekers attending and more than 10 companies. And 95% of job seekers indicated that they join again for a future edition. So that's some, a cool space that we're working on. And that wasn't something that existed almost no, that, online no, there, job markets. No, exactly. There were no online digital events. You know, <laughs> events. Exactly. So that's also an, an entirely new industry that's popping up. Mm-hmm. So uh, we used the tool... Uh, for that and they're doing pretty well I guess at the moment yeah yeah I can imagine that's really cool yeah so that was a, a challenge but how, how did you like yeah so about that? so I think we what's important is that you're honest and open uh, about it to everybody uh, at the company uh, that's something that we we have done uh, um, 
we are largely uh, sticking together, so keeping the team intact as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we've, we have had to make some tougher decisions. Um, but uh, fortunately, only uh, uh, not too many. Um, and um, I, I think we can be extremely proud, or at least I am very proud of, of the positive attitude that everybody has at the team. And, and we are really f- fully focused also right now on uh, uh, just improving our product for our users, improving satisfaction. And in a sense, we were always doing two things at once, growing and improving. And now it's just, okay, growing is, is not that much of an option right now full focus on uh, on improving uh, our product and satisfaction and that also gives us a lot of energy actually Mm. so was there like a point that you were like okay we need to switch strategy and yeah you just yeah yeah yeah. like instantly (laughs) (laughs) we got together like pretty fast and uh, we made some changes to how we work because that's also interesting i think for uh if people are unhappy with the current situation i tend to see a trend where they just go on as you uh, as as before so they work from nine to five they sit behind their desk from nine to five uh, but that's very annoying right now because then you're staring at a screen entirely whereas before you'd walk to the coffee machine chat with your colleagues you'd have a meeting in real life you'd look each other in the eye you didn't look at your screen for a second so you need to make changes to how you work uh, to be happy and you can I go swimming in the, the Amstel the river from time to time now I c- couldn't do that before so think outside <laughs> the box uh, and the same goes for, for our strategy we had to make changes quickly uh, we had some stuff in the works already on the employer branding side of things mm-hmm. uh, we pushed that through in like two weeks uh, and then we jumped into the digital career event stuff And uh, I can also uh, imagine that um doing or, or making that strategy change is, is really hard if you don't know what yeah. the future is going to be like. That's true. And I mean, you never know what the future is going to be like, but obviously with the whole corona situation, it was a bit like, well, it could last two weeks, but it could also be months or maybe a year or maybe longer. And yeah. For like running a business, I can imagine that's really difficult to make decisions based on uncertain information. Yeah, that's how, true. How did you experience that? Yeah, well, actually, that's something that was uh, uh, something that we uh, openly voiced to each other. So then continuously, we were saying, like, uh, we don't know. We really <laughs> actually don't know. We're, 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 but we are. It's a gamble. It's, yeah, it's more or less. But we're going for a very, I think, kind of a, a very bad scenario. That's that's what we're forecasting on when mm-hmm. it comes to the entire economy, not specifically for Megan Me, but we're, we we assume that the entire economy will will be bad for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, then if it's if it's better than that, then we're fine. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so that's actually basically the, the thing that we are uh, that that we did. But it, it if we were if we're in the right, we'll see. It's just uh, very difficult to predict. In what way do you think you can make a change? Maybe not as a company, but as a person. Um, to making the world a better place or yeah well that was your that was yeah, your yeah, measurement yeah. of success <laughs> for the past eight years Mangami has been like the, the the main thing and i think i want to keep that the main thing especially now because it's uh, it's sometimes a bit tough we have a lot of new stuff going on and we have to deal with uh, people working from home you, you name it so that will be my main thing continue to be my main thing if that goes well i'm i'm pretty sure we are 
making the world a better place. But at, at the same time, I, I, I really love doing having these conversations and hopefully inspiring a few people that listen to to th- really think about how you want the world to turn out and try to make that a, 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 a reality. Uh, because this is the time that I think we, we too often ask ourselves, what do you think will happen now because of r- Corona? But maybe we should ask, what do you think that can happen or should happen? And 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 um, yeah, go Let's after that. Go after that. Push for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Push forward. Yeah. What's your uh, inner uh, coach? Like, how do you how do you motivate yourself? How to do I like, motivate? Yes, do, go do Let's that. Let's do it. Um, I'm not sure if I really need to actually. I don't really have like a go-to mantra that I say say to myself. Um, you just go play mini golf and think yeah. about monkeys. Yeah, then I think <laughs> go about for a what swim I'm after. after. And then go back to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I think um, well, well, I try to be conscious of um, yeah how lucky I am and blessed I am and, and uh, thankful thankful yeah grateful. thankful grateful I think that's a good word I, th- I think that and and that also kind of inspires me to like I have and many of us we are in, in the Netherlands although everybody has their own personal issues of course but in general you're quite a lucky person you can be grateful for that and it inspires me to make the most of my time and, and to uh, create something cool and uh, and that right now that's with Magnet Me Great. So you're still, uh, still, still happy. Yeah, I'm still happy at making me and and uh, every, as you know, in eight years, that, that that's a long time. It goes with its ups and downs. But as long as I see new challenges or new um, opportunities for the company, then that's something that excites me. And I need to grow personally because otherwise I get bored pretty quickly, as uh, indicated by the many hobbies that I. <laughs> <laughs> haven't excelled at but have had <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and that's the same for my work life actually yeah, yeah. and what, what's your uh, new uh, adventure going to be for growing personally um, well I, I, th- I think I need to be uh, I actually this is something that we'll work on again this summer new personal goals and stuff like that Um so I, I want to do a bit more of spreading the stuff that we've learned and the knowledge and interacting a bit more outside Megan Me. So doing this podcast is very fun to do and also insightful. And also with Kula, I, I meet a lot of other people that I can learn from. And because uh, I'm, uh, I haven't, I still have much more to learn than I've learned already. Let's let's make that clear. But I'm only sharing my thoughts now in a in a podcast, of course. But I, so and that and that's something that I uh, I want to get out a bit more outside of Magnum, outside of our bubble. Uh, so that's one thing. And the other thing is just boosting Magnum and uh, making sure that we come out of this crisis a lot stronger. And I'm really really confident that that's exactly what we'll do one last question um so is there like a certain life lesson that you feel like you've seen you've heard or something that you would that really inspires you and that that you would like to share with other kulas and other listeners um yeah i think my most insightful one was the monkey thing yeah (laughs) but i i can maybe make that a bit more uh um i can uh 
make our story a bit more spectacular. I've I've had. Uh, it wasn't really quite spectacular. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, I I I've had a concussion. Uh, I've, I'm over it right now, but it, that was something that I. Um, uh, I, I got like in 2015 or 14 something like that and it took me like three years to get over it and initially I could only work for an hour a day or actually I couldn't work but I I, st- <laughs> I, sh- I should have not worked but when it's your own company that's very tough tough to do especially yeah, this imagine. was also the time when we were changing our culture and stuff like that and and, uh, and our product and uh, so then it's very tough to not do anything but it really made me uh, it really helped me to prioritize because uh, only being able to do uh, one hour of work a day and uh, maybe that's that i'll make that my life lesson uh, it really sets your priorities straight and, mm-hmm. and that might be a question uh, that people can ask themselves if i could only work for one hour today what would it be and how much impact can i have in that hour and uh, for me uh, as a team lead it was easy I, sh- I i had to use that hour only to make sure that the, my team members were working on the right stuff uh, but for a sales professional it can be i, I need to make these three calls and mm-hmm. these two emails and it, it really sets uh, makes stuff clear and sometimes we just rush in the day don't give it that much thought and uh, you were only very effective for one or two hours a day. So I actually, I was more effective than I had uh, thought beforehand. Hmm. So be a bit more conscious of, of how you spend your time. And, yeah, yeah, scarcity of time. Yeah, mm, yeah, basically. Give, or g- gave you the insight of yeah. like, what's important. And I also stopped uh, doing a bunch of stuff like that's not very important, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw this... Um, uh, image actually today and and I thought oh that's funny it said something about like welcome to adulthood you only can choose three things out of these things and it was like oh, yeah. family friends uh, relationship work uh, <laughs> saving the world and but you can only choose three each yeah. day like yeah but that's totally true you can't do all you can't be everything no, you can't no. be everywhere all you, the time you can't also not you can, you only have a limited amount of energy hour uh, hours in a day stuff like that so how is that for you what what is what is your measure of success i thought Ooh, my measure of well i think for me that's that's always a well not a struggle but i'm always like waiting things i'm like sometimes i'm like oh, i'm really enjoying this moment so i'm just just go into the moment and yeah. just enjoy it but then uh, i also think like okay i have these these ambitions and i i want to achieve that and i want to be there and i know i have this vision and i know i would be the right person to yeah. do that and to make a change with that etc and it's like i'm adding value and uh, and i like doing it and and all of these things i'm like well, why am, am I not doing that constantly? But then you also need the relaxed time. Yeah, you also yeah, need yeah. the time of not being so ambitious. So it's, I think that's a constant struggle, um, which I think we will never really find the answer to. And, and no, I, I recognize <laughs> that completely. And I think you describe it well. I think it's also, a, a con- that's something that I also have. I Because I am thankful, as I try to express in the, the podcast, but at the same time, I have like, a burning fire of of impatience and not being satisfied with the status quo <laughs> right so that's also actually quite yeah. weird 
Yeah, because that then drives you, but then at the same yeah. time, you also just want to go for a swim in the Amstel. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly. also just a monkey. Yeah, I'm just a monkey. A I want to go for a swim, but, <laughs> and I'm grateful for where I am right now. And then, and then I can read an email and I'm like, fuck this shit. We need to fix this. We need to do better. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah so that's also always a balancing yeah. act yeah that's a difficult one and and I guess that's also the and then like how do you act on that like what what choices do you make yeah. in your life and what's your higher goal yeah yeah and and I, th- I think that's a tough one always to do that right on a daily basis because yeah. I, w- I want to have impact and be successful in my, in my work life at the same time I want to have uh, a full family life and, and, and uh, a lot of friends and stuff like that but it's a balancing act because you can't yeah. always do everything at the same time mm. also that was very interesting having a concussion trying to do all of that at once yeah because you just can't and then you then you have it was either a social gathering or a work thing but never both yeah because that took yeah. too much space yeah, so yeah but you see that i think you see that happening a lot with um uh, well people in like our millennial generation yeah, yeah. you see it happening a lot like a lot of people get burnouts or concussions yeah. and then it so, so suddenly like shakes you up yeah. and um, it makes you value what's most important in life it's interesting to see what will happen with burnouts as people work from home more yeah it, yeah i wonder if there's no like idea, a study actually. that started yeah <laughs> uh, i can imagine that it's dropping down massively yeah, yeah. And I, and I think... Why do you think it will drop? Because I think not everyone is made being an extrovert. Yeah. And I think being in a work environment, like I've, I've experienced that myself. I, I was in like the, what do they call it? Like office gardens or... Yeah, yeah. Like, zoo, the, the, like the zoos, yeah. office zoos. <laughs> yeah. I've been there yeah. and I've worked in yeah. like many places where there was an office o- zoo. Open office spaces. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, and it was really hard to focus on things and yeah. there's like suddenly there's like sounds and there's distractions and like other people speaking to you people approaching you constantly yeah so like that doesn't work for everyone no and um, and then i i'm ex- i'm an extroverted person but i can imagine for people being introverted that's even tougher. even tougher yeah so then constantly day in day out being in an environment that's not necessarily good for you um, and also doesn't give you the time to take a step back or reflect or I think that um, yeah and then the commuting etc like it, yeah I'm not saying it's bad but it's also not it wasn't really a choice whereas now it can be more of a choice I guess for most people yeah because I think that ties in what I've read about burnouts I'm definitely not an expert so everybody who's listening and saying that guy's full of shit probably am uh, just let me know what I should learn about it but what I've read about it is, is that it also has to do with people not feeling autonomy and they have the feeling that they're being lived by their environment and their job and and, uh, and that might change as if if you're from working from home you don't have a set of eyes on you continuously and you might feel some more freedom to just well close your laptop for mm-hmm. a second and and uh, go for that swim in the Amstel <laughs> so that that's definitely interesting and I, I also think that it has to do with perceptions of uh, what makes you successful or where do you need to be at work uh, and because um, maybe that has to do with the Instagram life that we now lead uh, you are a big kind of an influencer on Instagram, of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I, I have the feeling that we start work and a lot of people start work their professional life assuming that they'll lead a team in, in like in two years and that they'll fast forward into especially if you join a corporate but yeah you're, you're just learning you're new you have to be a little bit more realistic sometimes about that it takes time to to learn your trade and yeah and that might be disappointing and yeah but yeah, that's just life. And you can still be thankful for everything that you do have. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel that that should be top of mind a bit more. But when you look at Instagram, everybody has a perfect life and everybody is on holiday mm-hmm. and everybody makes a shitload of money. But that's just not like the truth. So I think we settle for less than our parents' generation maybe did. At the same time, we have it harder than our parents' generation maybe did because uh, uh, salaries and stuff like that were higher, pensions were better. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so that's a tough uh, situation to be in, I, I guess. Uh, I wanted to end on this, but I think it's quite negative. <laughs> maybe we can end yeah, on a bit, keep on bit of a more positive yeah, yeah. note. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think at the same time, uh, let's. Uh, so shall I try to yeah, turn this into turn, something? Turn it into something positive. Okay, and that is um, um, something that we don't maybe speak enough right, of right now. Is that our entire society is is in a much better place than it has ever been, or the globe world at large? If you uh, read like Steve Pinker's book, I think it's called "The Better Angels of Our Nature." It's it's outdated a couple of years now, but it's still. Uh, I think true that there has never been uh, less war, uh, fewer deaths, fewer illnesses. Well, that's of course now out of the window with the Corona. But still, I think we're we're doing better on like almost every statistic out there that you can use to measure well-being. Basically, Mm -hmm. we are doing much, much better and better than at any time in history. Uh, But we don't hear about that enough. We only hear about all the bad news that's going on. And then we think everything is, is going to shit and everything is, is terrible. But this is a very bad situation as we have uh, here on the news every day. But if you look around you, and I, I know that there are a lot of people suffering, especially in other countries, and we shouldn't uh, underestimate that. But if we look at the Netherlands, let's focus on that. You're, we're extremely lucky to be here right now while this crisis is hitting. And we should be... I think grateful about that and use our energy to make this world an, an even better place because we are getting there and there are cool stuff and young people and old people of all ages and of all uh, backgrounds making this world a better place on a daily basis and that's something that I derive a lot of energy from. Yeah. I think um, I think you passed the test. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that is a very positive one. Yeah. So we'll end on that positive note. Well, obviously, if you are looking for a job, um, maybe Lawrence can uh, can help you with the, the platform, magnet.me. Yeah, you can sign up. There are more than 5,000 companies on there and you'll join more than 250,000 other job seekers. So, but, but that doesn't sound attractive, though. Why doesn't it's that sound? It's more like, whoa, look authority. at that competition. That's authority. <laughs> Everybody knows that it's it's uh, true. There is no competition. There, no, it's a, no, like there is everyone no has you unique can skills, so you can just be you. And yeah. um, well, well put. That's a positive <laughs> note that we'll end on. <laughs> yes, and um, yeah, for like all the Kula listeners, uh, well, uh, I think Lauren's touched based on a few topics like work culture, etc., um, work-life balance, um, 
monkeys and swimming in the Amstel, the new way of working. So if you're uh, ever interested in any of these topics, then uh, well, reach out. Yeah, cool. For free to reach out. Also, if you heard anything, you say, Lau, you're not, you don't really know what you're talking about. Please enlighten me because I don't want to be wrong for a second longer than I need to be. Yeah. Good, good. And thanks, well, Stephanie. It was really fun to, uh, to have this chat. Yes, yeah. thank you too. Oh, my.